You're listening to the Master Photography Podcast. Welcome into the Master Photography Roundtable, part of the Master Photography Podcast Network. You're joined by thousands of photographers listening to this show who are all on the same journey to master their photography. I'm Jeff Harmon, the host for this episode, and I'm joined by my good friend, Brian McGuckin. Brian, it has been forever. What's going on with you? Hey, it is good. Good to see you. Well, uh, I'm quarantined, (laughs) so (laughs) I've got a little bit more time, kind of. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's... Uh, I'm I'm getting ready for whatever the new normal is going to be. How about you? Yeah, yeah, new normal. Uh, right, you're right. I, and we're going to talk about this today about how normal probably is going to be different after all of this. It's it is going to be a brand new normal. Uh, you were supposed to be on a trip right now, though, right? <laughs> the funny thing is, you know, we're zooming right now, yeah, which obviously yeah. those listening can't see us. But my background matches my trip, and yours yours matches yours. That's right. Uh, yeah, today I am supposed to be um, up in the air right about now, uh, as the time of recording, at the time of recording, with my daughter heading to Iceland for a 10-day amazing trip that I have planned very diligently. But uh, that is on hold. Right. What about you? Yep, I was supposed to leave for Hawaii this coming weekend, as we are recording and that's uh that's not happening and and for me so were you able to like get refunds on all your stuff or how did that work yeah so it it took uh, a while i was on hold for i think four hours with the airline but i was able to bump it back so i chose a new date at the end of the summer which i'm hoping will work out and then i was going to use happy campers and my daughter and i were going to stay in a camping van and just drive around the island um and they have like a nine day like I could cancel it fully um, anytime up to nine days before leaving. But they said if I would just reschedule it, then they'd give me 20% off. Oh, So I said, okay, well, let's reschedule it. But I rescheduled it for the busiest time of the year when it's 20% more expensive anyways. Gotcha. But basically in the end, yes, I was able to move it all to the end of July. So keeping my fingers crossed that it will work. So we, what about you? Yeah, we, we didn't, all of it was, and and I totally get why the businesses have to do this because they're all, they're all being severely impacted financially. Like a lot of the the planet is right now. And so they, they don't want to give refunds on this stuff. They just want it rescheduled. Like you said. So, uh, we have credit with most of them. Um, the airlines I think are going to be, at least for now are, are saying like, it's okay as soon as as soon as you want to schedule it, you know, just go ahead and use it and use the credit just like you would normally. But with uh, with the resort we were going to stay at, they're saying you got to use it within a year. <laughs> so um, right. and they're trying to deal with it the best that they can. But, you know, hopefully the, the resort even exists after all of this, because this kind of time frame with nobody coming that could bury that, you know, lots of, of organizations are going to struggle. Yeah. So. Yeah, they are. And my first thought is, well, you know, what do we need to do locally to help our own communities before we go traveling for ourselves? But right. Yeah. With my, um, with Iceland air, I had to reschedule the date to where I had flown out and returned within a year from the date that I bought the ticket, which luckily what I had planned was the day before it would expire. So hopefully it will work out. Yeah. Yeah. I I hope so too. I hope It'll go. I've never even been to Hawaii before, so I'm I'm yeah. hoping we can get there and have this work. <laughs> kind of, you know, mm-hmm. figures like pandemic breaks yeah, out I, the I, first I, time I'm going to go to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, it's funny though. If you guys are zooming a lot, which I'm sure a lot of you guys are, um, the different backgrounds you can have. Right now, mine is the Northern Lights, which is fitting, and uh, Jeff has the uh, the beach scene yeah. going on. So yeah, it's entertaining for us, you know, anything we can do to kind of lighten the mood a little, it's good. (laughs) It's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And I I hope that we have listeners that, that kind of appreciate that too, that we've been really trying hard over the last several weeks to not dive into like fear, doubt, any of those kinds of things here on the, on the podcast. We we really want to support you all. And we are going to hopefully uh, provide a whole bunch of information to you today or resources today 
that will still be helpful and, and kind of the positive side of things as, as positive as we can make it right now. Um, Brian, you are a full-time school teacher. So how, how has this affected you personally and your job and what, what's going on there? Yeah. So uh, I think right now we're all in different places and we don't know where we're going to be you know, three or six months from now when this all ends. But I am very fortunate as a teacher that I do still have my job. Um, I've been at home now with lots of family time, which I love because I love my kids. Uh, But our school building closed down two weeks ago, and we're teaching online now. Uh And so fortunately, the community I'm in, we've got a lot of technology that we use at school all the time. So that part has been a pretty easy transition. Uh, I've been making just for fun. I've been making like YouTube videos as a way to introduce what the kids will be doing for that day. And I came across something that, you know, teacher humor to us was funny. Um, it was like a meme or something that mentioned about how students around the world are in, all are all in tears as they see their teachers become famous YouTubers before they get to. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's funny. So uh, that's kind of been different and fun. Um, but my role has really changed a lot. Uh, I'm also fortunate right now because my wife currently still is employed and working. And so we've moved her out of her office up to above the garage, which is going to be my studio space as I continue to work on that, which I think I've been talking about for years, but right. I'm getting there. Right. Baby steps. <laughs> um, but her work is requiring her to be doing that the whole time. So I'm basically also helping my three boys just getting their homeschool stuff done, uh, you know, washing dishes, making food, doing the laundry, doing things that my wife does well and I do not. And, you know, she just laughs when she sees me stressed. And I tell her, I said, I am not you. Okay. I, I can do me well, but I cannot do your responsibilities the way that you do. So uh, juggling it is a little bit of a struggle at times. Yeah, for sure. My wife, um, my wife, we're fortunate. Uh, she's, she's been able to be a, a stay at home mom and she, she does do part-time school teaching too. She's known as scientist Susie at her school because she, (laughs) she goes in and does like science classes, hands-on labs every week with, uh, with some elementary kids and, and they love it. They have so much fun with it. So, so we've been doing that, but I've been telling her for ages now, that of the two of us, her job is way harder <laughs> than mine. Mm-hmm. My job is really easy compared to being a, a stay-at-home mom and taking care of our kids and, and the house. Yeah, well, I'm. You know, I'm pretty much an optimist, though. I look at this and I think, okay, you know, f- I guess first of all, I'm not a full-time photographer, so I'm not sitting there panicking with that because I am still getting my paycheck as a teacher now. I am a little concerned about some big things I have coming up, which every year I always shoot the Indy 500, yeah. which currently I think they've talked about um, moving it into the end of August or something now instead. But the company that hires me may not be hiring me, and that's usually a large percentage. It's a good gig and a large percentage of um, my photography income for that year. Right. But so I, I kind of went into this at first uh, thinking about trying to channel my inner Nick page. And what I mean by that is Nick and I were talking many years ago uh, just about his start in photography. And people may not know that he had a back surgery and spent, I think it was like six months where he was just like laying on a bed. So he used that time to watch and learn photography and Photoshop as much as he could. And if you don't know Nick Page, which you should, <laughs> right. um, those six months, that investment of time for him, just help him skyrocket and launch him to be the amazing photographer and, uh, and workshop teacher that he is. And so he took a difficult situation and made the best of it. And that's been inspiring me to where I want to use this time to try to expand my own skills, uh, master my own photography. Uh, you know, when this is all over, I need, I feel like I need to come out of it better than what I was as a photographer. And I need to be more valuable than I am now. Uh, to me, it's a great opportunity to capture history, you know, through photos of, in my community. Um, and, you know, 
what I feel is becoming more of the future to me is videography. So I'm trying to think, okay, how do I start to teach myself that the way I taught myself photography? So I'm planning on trying to use this time to, um, I guess just re not revamp what I'm doing, but be intentional with my photography business. And I don't know yet the details of that, but I've got some ideas and some of those we're going to talk about here shortly. Yeah. Yeah. As we go, I, I also feel extremely fortunate, very blessed that uh, my full-time job in information security, not currently being impacted by this, my company's, uh, you know, the services that they provide are, are extremely vital, maybe even more so now than they were before, actually. So it's, I'm in a very, very good position. And I really feel for all the photographers who may be listening who aren't in that situation. And that's where we, we're hoping to be able to provide some possible things for you to investigate and look for help with. Uh, maybe you've already seen most of this stuff for you that are listening. If not, um, hopefully it'll, it, it can help you so that we can all come out of this stronger. You know, that, that whole saying of whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's definitely what we're, we're hoping for here. And, and I'm excited to talk about this stuff, but we talked about the new normal, Brian. We started at this, at the top of the show with that. Why don't you tell me more about what is this new normal? What, what are your thoughts there? Honestly, I, in a way, I have no clue what to expect. Um, I'm not smart enough to be able to figure that out, but I do like to look into things. It came across an article that was talking about the new normal and how it's going to look different today, uh, or the new normal is going to look different than what today's normal is for us. And the article was saying something along the lines of how um, mindsets, mindsets that drive customers to engage and spend are going to shift. Uh, just the way they spend and what they choose to spend money on. And 80% of organizations will find that their current playbook is not going to work anymore. And so it's really an interesting article just trying to help walk you through your own business, whatever it may be. And we'll have the link to it in the show notes. But it mainly focuses on there are four key activities that every organization should be doing right now. Uh, Really quick, the first one is to conserve Uh, Keep only what you need in order to survive when it comes to your business. The second one is adapt. Explore ways to sustain your organization in the current situation. The third third one is innovate. Uh, Design new products, services, and offerings for existing and new customers to come. And then the fourth uh, key activity is to shift. Change internal cultures, brand perceptions, and a narrative to reflect the new reality. And as I think about this, I just feel that when things settle down and, and the new normal begins, like there's some excitement there because what we do now is investing. It's kind of like there's a race when I think about it this way, there's a race about to happen. And right now is your chance to stretch, to warm up, to practice, to get stronger. Because honestly, all photographers for the most part are kind of in the same situation right now. So once that race begins, what are you going to do with it? What have you done to prepare for, okay, we're, we're back to normal. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I love that. That, that is, is excellent. And there's, there's plenty of things that like we get to choose how we respond to this. Some of this is forced upon us, of course, some of the social distancing requirements and, and the way that business is allowed to operate right now. We, we have a lot of restrictions that are being placed on us, but we can still choose how we're going to respond to those restrictions. What are we going to do with it? You certainly can like, you know, sleep way into the morning and then never really get ready for the day. And then, you know, listen to music or watch TV and waste your entire day away doing nothing. You can choose to react that way to the environment or we're going to hopefully give you some motivation (laughs) to try to improve your situation and try to, to take advantage of this time the best you can. And, um, and so I, I think we want to talk through some of that. And so Brian, you, you had some ideas that you put into the show notes of, of some things that people could probably do to try to improve. So why don't you share with us what those are? Yeah. And this is just a very small list as I was sitting there thinking, okay, what are some things that I could be doing myself personally? <laughs> um, and actually the first thing that 
sparked this idea was something I saw you post uh, on Photo Taco on Facebook was about checking the focus on your lenses, yeah. right? Which is something I've never done before. So <laughs> I need to look into how you did that. Yeah. Um, but clearly you found that to be helpful, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually kind of surprised. So there's a, a most most um, non-entry-level cameras um, that are mirrored. So if you shoot mirrorless, there shouldn't really be a need for this. There's, Although I have seen some discussion about some other things along these lines that are similar. But it's, it's something called autofocus micro-adjust. AFMA for short, if you can remember that. <laughs> and and it's it's a way to calibrate the lens, like the specific lens you have to your camera. And as these things are made, as the lenses are manufactured, as the cameras are manufactured, they are built with a certain level of variance allowed. How far in the sensor ends up being from the lens mount, for example, or how far in and out the glass inside of your lens is. There's a there's a, a enough of a variance that allows them to be able to lower the expenses, the cost of what it takes to build a camera. If they had to build them to the specifications where there weren't these variances, none of us could afford those cameras <laughs> or lenses. It would be a real problem. So in order to make it so that you can actually kind of tune it, and, and that's what it kind of needs for a mirrored camera, or sorry, a mirror, yeah, a mirrored camera, DSLR, you, you really have to tune your lens to your camera so that you can have autofocus have the very best chance of being accurate. And I have some instructions or I have some, some uh, photo taco episodes to talk about this. And I have just found like, it's not a one-time action. Um, I have done this. I've done some testing where even just I did it a month after testing and it was it's, some things had changed and, and I found like it's been a year since I had done it the last time and my numbers that what I had to use for the autofocus micro adjust had changed significantly. So it's a good way to spend some time if you, you have some time to do this if you've never like it, it's a little technical to figure it out. So, so you got to go do that and that takes some time. But if you have some now, that would be a very good thing for you to spend some time on. Make sure you understand what it is. And I, I'll tell you, it improved. I had, I did do a, um, I had a family friend, very close family friend who's a senior who wanted to have some senior pictures taken. And so we did go out with her and we took some, some pictures after I had done this. And there was a definite difference between that and like the last shoot I did a while ago of, you know, three or four weeks ago where, um, where I, I saw a big improvement in the sharpness in my images. So it, it was very worthwhile for me to do it. I'm really glad that I had the time to be able to, to make that happen. So that there's one, one good thing. I'll put a link in the show notes to the, uh, photo taco resources that can help with that. What else, Brian? So, well, two quick questions on that. Yeah. One is, um, if you adjust a lens for like, I have multiple camera bodies, yep. so will it remember it? Per camera body? Yeah, it depends on your camera about how this works. But uh, most, so some entry level cameras that are DSLRs don't even have the option at all. You can't do it, which is crazy to me because <laughs> you can't actually get the very best out of your camera and lens by, you know, software. There's no reason they couldn't put it. This is software we're talking about on the camera. So, it's like a deliberate decision that manufacturers have made to not put this in there when every one of them needs it. So that's, it seems really stupid to me. I, I, I guess I get it. They want to upsell you on getting a better camera so that you have something like this that you can do, or you can get into trouble. Obviously, if, if you're someone that doesn't know what this is and you go playing around with it, then it can cause your camera autofocus to really be not good. So, so I guess maybe they're protecting people from themselves. But yeah, which I'm one of those people because you and I were opposites in this category. This is like your specialty. Yeah. And I look at that and I think, OK, do I really want to get into that? Yeah. But how, how long, thing is how long did it take you to right? do it per lens? Um, OK, so you, your cameras, what, what cameras do you have? Uh, I have the 5D4, the 7D2, and then I also just recently got the 90D. OK, to, play with all three of those will support uh will support this they do remember by lens so it's like the serial number information that it gets when you connect the lens it will remember it so even if you put slapped on a 
uh, someone else's copy of exactly the same lens, it wouldn't apply the, these adjustments to it. It knows what lens you put on your camera and only applies the adjustments when you do that. Then you do the testing at the shortest focal length and again, do the testing at the longest focal length and you'll set a number for both of them. And then the camera just remembers that. So it's, it takes, I, I prefer something called the dot tune method. Um, as there's, there's like th at least three ways to do this. One of them is totally software based. You have to go buy some commercial software, um, and support for that software f by camera varies a lot. So I don't, I don't like that option. It's, it's not free and it may not even work well with your camera. It doesn't work, work well with my cameras at all. So um, so that, that's not a great option. The other one is, is like an eyeball method. You take photos of like a scale tilted at 45 degrees and, and you have to judge it yourself on when stuff is the most sharp. And I don't like that. I don't like leaving it up to my eyes trying to say where it is. I think it is the best. So the dot tune method takes all of that out of play. It's totally free. And, um, it probably will take you for a single lens, um, and camera, probably 10 minutes to, to do it. Okay. That's not too bad. That's manageable. <laughs> Maybe the first time it might be a little longer, just, you know, fumbling with menus and trying to figure out what to do with it. But yeah, something like that. All right. Well, I'll have to look at your, your link once, once we get this posted. Yeah. It's, it's a really good activity. That's kind of why I decided to mention it in photo taco to be able to be like, Hey, if you guys have never done this on your DSLR, it's you know, a good way to spend a, an hour or so if, if you uh, have multiple lenses and want to want to get it all calibrated. What else is on your list here, Brian? Uh, so the next thing that I think is pretty important is just practicing our flash, yeah. you know, whether it's inside or outside in your yard, if you have to kind of stay in that area. Um, I, I feel like we can always be better with flash okay. and uh, you know, using one flash or two flashes or more and, you know, just playing with it and trying to overpower the sun and just practicing your flash. I feel like that's something we could always be doing. For sure. Yep. I love that suggestion. Okay. What else? Uh, what I think is important, um, I do a lot of work for my city and I think this is a great time to go out and capture your city for historical historical purposes as well as for possible future business opportunities that could come up. You know, I feel like everyone probably right now, if you are able to go, you know, through your city, it's going to look kind of quiet and look pretty different. And I was inspired by a video I saw that somebody did of Indianapolis where I think they were strategic because they kind of went out in the evening when there would be less cars anyways, but they shot little video clips, like five second video clips. And you could tell it was video by, you know, the things that did move or the lights that were flashing. Um, but the streets were just empty. Right. And it was, they got into a few restaurants and had pictures of like all the chairs just stacked up and, you know, and areas roped off or pictures of signs, you know, on, on doors of the businesses saying that they were closed. But somebody needs to be capturing this historical time period. Uh, so why not? Why not you? You know, even if it's just with your iPhone, yeah, I feel that it's a great way to be involved in our own community right now uh, and to capture what really is something in the future that we're going to look back on and your kids or grandkids or whoever is going to be talking about it. Right. And of course we, we want everyone to listen to the local government and what it is that they're asking everyone to do. But at least for the the rules I know I have here in Utah, that's not against the rules right now, going out by yourself with your camera, making sure you have the appropriate distance away from anyone else that might be out there um, that's still totally fine to be able to go outside and you can go outside for exercise too. So there's, there's still, um, you know, you, it's not like you have to sit in your house all the time. <laughs> it's just, right. we want to make sure we, we have physical distancing from each other to, to not spread this, this virus, but, um, but going in and capturing scenes of your city. Um, I, when I mentioned, I, I did this senior shoot with a very close friend. I wouldn't have done it with, if it wasn't this very close <laughs> family friend of ours, but, um, so I, I wouldn't like be taking 
lots of clients right now. But the uh, this one one uh, girl of ours that that we knew, we went out with her. We went to the there's a a city library downtown, the Salt Lake City Library. And it is extremely surreal because downtown is abandoned essentially right now. And we went into a public parking lot to park underneath the library. And then you take an elevator up to get to the main levels. And, and there, we were the only car in the entire public parking lot that was there. And, and I'm, I'm glad that we are supporting things this way here in Utah to be able to uh, to you know have the the appropriate responses during this pandemic, but that's it was surreal. And I, I definitely did take some pictures. I took some pictures out of my car windows of like all directions to be like, look, we're the only car in the entire parking lot right now because that just will never happen again. I don't. I hope. <laughs> I hope it will mm-hmm. never happen again. <laughs> and uh, it, it really cool kind of thing. It, it wasn't a you know I did it with my phone too. I, it's not like I got my camera out and we we had other things we were doing. So I, we wanted to move on and, and get stuff going, but. But um, I love that idea of getting out in your city and capturing some of these images right now, creating some of these images to, to just illustrate and document how uh, epic this is right now. This this is a very different thing. Mm-hmm. And I believe while you were out doing that, you were also practicing your flash, right? Weren't you using the MagMod system? And- I was. I was yeah. using my MagBox. I love it. Yes. I saw you posting about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, it was awesome. While you're capturing your city, uh, another thing that I feel is important is family and capturing your family. Because, you know, depending on your age, you know, my kids are young right now, but someday they're going to be older and their their kids are going to be asking them, you know, what was it like when, you know, when you were this or when you were that? And, uh, you know, two things go through my mind for that. One is, Okay, I want to capture my kids, you know, playing games together and actually getting along for a little <laughs> right. bit, or um, or have everyone stand on the the front doorstep and do like a family photo, uh, you know, just set up your tripod and just get a picture of your house with all of you guys there, you know, kind of showing being quarantined, you know, because someday your grandkids or those people are going to want to see, you know, what was life like or what were you doing then. At the same time, for my kids, uh, you know, I challenge them you know, to think, okay, when your kids, when you're older and if you have kids and they ask you, Oh, what'd you do during the time you were quarantined? Are you going to say, Oh, I played Fortnite the whole time. <laughs> right. Like, is that really what you want to say you did during this historical time? Or, Oh, I went, you know, and, and helped out my elderly neighbor by picking up sticks in their yard for them so that they could stay inside. Or I went and got this, you know, for, from the store for somebody else who couldn't go out or something. So just being intentional with that. So capturing your family, uh, in this, this time period, I think is, uh, also very valuable to do. Love it. Yeah. I have plans to do that with my family. We just had, uh, an older boy come back. Um, he was in Chile and, and he's come back now because of this this virus, and so we we have a rare opportunity to be able to get a picture all together. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to being able to do that. We're gonna get in our backyard soon and, and take a family photo. It'll be fun. Set up our lights. I want to do the whole. I want to make it big. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Go big or go home. That's right. Well, you're actually you'll be at home. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually when this all kind of broke loose a week or two ago. There's uh, it's a brother and sister photographer photography group i guess uh here in the indianapolis area that started going around taking pictures of families at their doorstep uh, nice and and they end up being on the news for doing that you know it, it followed the more than sure, six foot sure, right. rule and everything and and families wanted that they wanted this moment captured and it's funny because it's the families like in their sweatpants right, and their right. jammies you know what they've been wearing all day <laughs> and i thought man you know what a simple idea why did i not think of that you know just a, an easy way to get noticed more and i i don't know if they did it for free or maybe they made you know 10 bucks off a shot right but right that's something and they're doing something right. so i thought that was creative if nothing else you're getting your name out there like you know even if you just send people an email now you've got a whole bunch of gets a way to get email addresses too <laughs> so yeah right <laughs> <laughs> okay what uh, else brian I'm going to list off a, a few here, okay. uh, just some like 
I was thinking of this and this and this, but you know, we're on Zoom right now and I wish I would have bought stock in Zoom. I've never actually done much with stock, but man, Zoom, their stock has just shot up during this time. But Zoom with some local photographers, you know, just meet face to face and just have conversations, even if it's just about, hey, are you surviving, you know, with your kids or how are you managing this schedule or what are you doing or are you reading something new, but just still kind of connecting with each other, I think is important. Cool. What else? Uh, Taking time to organize your images. I've got thousands of unorganized images. My wife still has asked for a Mother's Day book every year. (laughs) And I gave her one for the first time this past year. And I thought, okay, good. I'm caught up. And she's like, no, I want you to start going backwards now Uh in years. So I have to do last year and then the year before that and so forth. So that's kind of crazy. But it's a good time to (laughs) organize your images. Uh, Catch up on any old albums that you've been wanting to design, maybe as part of a portfolio or just to kind of create to be able to be like, you know, I always wanted to have albums from this uh, family trip or whatever it may be. Uh, Update your website, go through and tag your photos, you know, make sure you get some new fresh photos up there. I know it seems like when it comes to websites, the majority of us that have them, we don't always find the time to update them. That's not easy to do. Or it's a really, really good time actually to even like consider a redesign if you've needed that because most of the hosting providers right now, they're offering free resources to help you with this. Like they, they want to make it so that people stay paying for the service instead of killing it. And, um, and they're, they're willing to help you. So we're going to go through a bunch of more resources too, or point you to resources, but it's a really good time for it because you often can get someone that's, that can like help you with the technology if that's a, a challenge that you've got. So I love that. What else, Brian? Uh, it's a good time to start a blog or a YouTube channel. It doesn't have to be fancy, but just doing something. Something's better than nothing, you know, whether it's just vlogging about your life or what's going on or your family. And just as you're doing that, you're learning skills and you're probably going to learn video skills and you're going to become faster at it. So when we get through this time period and you are able to shoot more or get out more, you know, if that's something you've always been interested or wanted to do, now's a good time to kind of practice that at a basic level. Love it. Editing old images. I look back at some trips from four, five, ten years ago, and I keep saying to myself, man, if only I knew how to, if I would have known how to do this back then, And luckily, I still have a lot of the raw files. So, you know, going back through those images and trying to bring them back to life. Although, yes, I messed up in how I shot some of them at the time. But I can give give them a a new life, so to say. Right. Um, Another thing that I'm trying to do right now and I think is fun, you know, this is a totally different time and something we've never been through before. So I'm trying to do something different, and I'm trying to learn to play the ukulele, which I am not musically inclined at all. (laughs) But I've had one for years, and I've always wanted to. And so it kind of helps me to relax as I practice and gives me something totally different in life to focus on. Nice. And then one of the things that I would probably say is most important during this time would be to either listen to books or read books about what I feel is your most important aspect as a photographer, and that's you and your personality. You know, just checking in on who you are, uh, your outlook on life, and just, you know, what are some areas that maybe you can improve on for who you are? Because there are tons of us out there that are photographers, and everybody knows 100 photographers. And I believe that when it comes to hiring a photographer, a lot of times they hire you based off of who you are and your personality. And that is a key part of it. People will want to hire their friends or people they like over some photographer that was a jerk that they felt uncomfortable around. So it's just a good time to kind of check in on yourself, no matter what that type of book may be, but just one that has you reflect a little bit on who you are. Because to me, that's just as important, if not more, than photography skills itself love it all right that's a great list of some ideas of things we can do to uh make sure we're taking full advantage of the time (laughs) i love how you said it brian what are you going to be able to tell people when you say well what did you do during the pandemic and uh yeah Mm -hmm. the answer of playing fortnite or just watching netflix or whatever those kinds of things are that's not going to be a great answer so 
I like that perspective check <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to be able to have that be there. Let's talk about some a bunch of resources then. I've I've had a bunch sent to me. Um, a lot of photographers <clears throat> in our Facebook group have been passing along resources as they come across them, and and I'm really glad that they did because uh, I, I I think us helping each other out. That's part of what this Facebook group is, is all about and what the, the whole master photography community is all about. We really want to try to help each other out. And so I'm going to point you to some resources. Uh, tons of them are free. Some of them not fully free, but at least inexpensive. There's a lot of discounts and there's a lot of stuff available right now. And I, I get that it's hard to spend any money. So if you're not in a position to spend any money, then don't do it. That's, that's great. But there's plenty of stuff that is free and, uh, and I want to go through some of those. So the first one I'm going to point you to is uh, Flurn is, is a really great video training uh, channel on Photoshop in particular. But they have Lightroom and some other stuff there too. They also have right now at flurn.com slash resources. And there'll be a link to this in the show notes. They have, they have put together a list of all the stuff that they have found that can help you. Um, they have a lot of stuff on financial support even between grants, uh, banks that are willing to give you loans to, to help you get through it. If you're struggling financially, it's a good list to make sure that you go and check out and read about. I do want to caution you though as you go into this, you got to be super careful about scams on this stuff. I hate it that there are bad people out there that want to take advantage of something like this. But if you get a phone call from somebody who says they want to help you with financial aid and they're from the government, and then it, that's almost always going to be a scam. The government is not actively calling anybody to offer you money right now. Hmm. Um, or other other things, you, you may get emails of people saying, I can help you to get like the stimulus package money faster or... Anything like that, if you didn't actively go out and seek out the information, most likely it's a scam. That that really kind of goes all the time. But just be particularly mindful right now. Bad people trying to take advantage of a bad situation. It's unfortunate, but it is a reality of the world we live in. And uh, and be careful about it. Be careful about how you do that. Uh, Another thing there with Flurn is they are offering their pro subscription. So I I mentioned they have excellent video training. If you don't know how to use Photoshop and you'd really love to learn it, we're going to have lots of options for you in this episode of of ways that you can improve your Photoshop skills or get started in your Photoshop skills. And Flurn is one of those. And they're offering 40% off their first year of subscription, uh, which brings it down to 60 bucks for an entire year's access to like 150 different video tutorials. And it's really cool. So you can use coupon code master 40 to get that 40% off through April 6th. And so I'd highly, highly encourage you to, to do that. Have you seen anything from Florin Brian? Uh, I have, well, the gentleman was in out of Chicago, uh-huh. Aaron Nace. Yeah. Yeah. And he presented up there, uh, to a group at, I believe it was last year. And I just, I loved it. It spoke to me in a way that I could understand Photoshop because I don't use Photoshop a whole lot other than like fixing up things and cloning and all. Uh But when I do need how to figure out how to do something, I go to his YouTube channel. Yeah. They they even have, he's really good. They have a a YouTube playlist right now or, or a, there's a link on their site. If you search for 30 days of Flurn and Flurn is spelled P H L E A R N kind of like Photoshop learn mush together Flurn. And uh, they, they have, uh, 30 days, well, a video for 30 days worth of consuming complete, I think with downloadable images so that you can follow along with the tutorials. Uh, that's totally free. So nothing that doesn't cost you anything there. It's really good stuff. Good training to go and check out and, and a way to improve as you are, you know, quarantined <laughs> sitting in your mm-hmm. house. Uh, the next one, Nick Page. We talked about him, our good friend, Nick Page. I'm trying really hard to get him to come on the show next week. So We'll see if if uh, we can make that happen, but he um he just barely uh, offered fifty percent off all of his Photoshop video training courses. He has some that focus on like luminosity masking and landscape processing and astro processing, uh, but that ended on today. 
as we were recording this on 4-1-2020, April 1st, the, that ended his 50% off. So I contacted him, said we were going to do this on the show, and he said, I'll give I'll give you a coupon code for the Master Photography listeners. So, so we have one. It's MP Podcast, um, all, all upper. I don't know if that matters, but that's how he gave it to me. And that is good through 4 8 2020. So you have a week to be able to get 50% off his courses that are already super reasonably priced. So go go and check that out. There'll be a link in the show notes about where you can do that. Um, the F64 Lunch Bunch is uh, my friend Steve Brazel and Don Kamarechka. They're two really, really great photographers, but also great, great guys. They ha- are joining Zoom webinars with uh, Skip Cohen and, and a bunch of other um, you know, multi, a lot of media photography kind of folks that, uh, that have a lot of stuff. Skip Cohen has Skip Cohen University. That's very popular for training. Anyway, they're free zooms. Um, they're going to be doing them 2 PM Eastern on Wednesdays. And so as you hear this, you'll be a day after <laughs> a day late on that for this week's, um, F64 lunch bunch, but they're getting together and just talking about, about photography about some of the resources that they're aware of and some of the things they're doing and trying to inspire people to be creative. So that's something you could look for and, and go schedule it um, in, in your calendar. Make sure that you're available. You you make yourself get online and, and go check that out. Uh, macro photography course. I already mentioned Don Kamarushka. He's probably one of the world's best macro photographers. And he has a course that it will be in the show notes, uh, show notes a macro photography course totally free right now. It is kind of a affiliated with on one software. And so I think his tutorials and the training that is in there focuses a little bit on the on one software for raw processing. So in place of Lightroom, but it's still very applicable with like how you shoot, how you process, even though it wouldn't be Lightroom if that's what you're using. And then he goes into Photoshop as part of it too for doing some of the blending of the images. So totally free and really cool. If you've never tried macro, this is a good way to learn it and learn from one of the best in the world at it. Uh, his snowflakes, yeah, man, that is unbelievable. Is I unbelievable. mean, you look at it, you're like, no, there's no that, <laughs> no, that's not possible. Yeah, it's like he's the, he is amazing. You think he took like a microscope, right, and and to do it, like how did wait, how did you not melt the thing too, and just right. wow, right, yeah, it's it's, just, it's insane. It is incredible, so and and he is a really great guy too. So I, I've done a lot of po- a photo taco podcasts with him. I've been on his. Photo Geek Weekly podcast too, so go check out that if you, if you haven't yet the Photo Geek Weekly uh, photography podcast from Don Kamarechka. Of course, you were on that. That's so fitting because I've always called you a geek. <laughs> I always right. say you are a photo geek. Uh, man. I, just, I am not yeah. to the level of Don. Don takes that geekiness to a whole new level, but <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's been fun. It's this been, is a good one. I'm looking forward to checking this yeah, out. Yeah, you should go check that out and try it. I tried, so I had Don come on Photo Taco to talk about getting started in macro. And um, as part of it, I decided I needed to practice what I preach and I wanted, I need, I'd never shot it before. So I followed exactly the techniques that he talked about in that Photo Taco episode. And I, I created a water droplet refraction photo that was really cool. I had so much fun doing it. And I, I needed to try to find some more time to get back to that because that was so fun. And I learned a lot. That was a good episode. I remember that one. That's cool. Okay. All in one Adobe Creative Cloud Suite certification bundle, which is just rolls off the tongue. No, <laughs> it's a terrible name. For uh, a course that might be good, I can't tell you whether this one's a good one or not because I've never seen it, but it's 97% off and has been shared a lot. So uh, I decided to make sure it was here. That means it's $34 to get its eight courses that's covering eight different Adobe Creative Cloud applications, uh, 60 hours worth of content, and probably can help you to learn at least starting with some of them, like Premiere Pro. If you don't know how to use Premiere Pro and you want to up your video game, that might be a really good way to be able to get some pretty inexpensive training that can help you learn all the power of the software. Uh, The Artist's Notebook Project. This is free webinars that come from uh, another friend of the show, Levi Sim, and a number of other photographers like uh, from Photofocus and some other podcasts. 
and they are getting together pretty frequently. They're putting on these webinars. The way you find out about webinars and, and what's coming up and what the topics are going to be is a Facebook group that I'll put a link to in the show notes called Artists Notebook Project. And uh, they, they're doing a lot of stuff all the time, totally free be able to just join and, and have someone give like free training on what they're doing or creative ideas and suggestions of stuff that you can try. Uh, F stoppers photography one Oh one. So they have a photography one Oh one course. That's regularly a hundred bucks and is completely free right now from the F stoppers group. So you can go check that out. There's a link in the show notes on that. Uh, Cole's Classroom Pro. So if you're not familiar, Cole's Classroom is also a bunch of video training that is available through April 8th. You can go and get Cole's Classroom Pro. Uh, there's 50 courses, 200 videos for free. And uh, and then there's, uh, Brian added in here, Creative Live and Skillshare. Brian, why don't you tell us about those? Uh, Creative Live, I've dabbled in a little bit where you can get on i'm sure most of you have already heard of that one before but you can kind of see uh, live episodes for free and then if you want you can then purchase it or if you missed it you can come back to it and and uh like purchase it then right uh, so tons of great stuff on creative live uh, skillshare is kind of similar as far as like if there's something you want to learn that uh, you've never done before you can get on there and they have little things that you can like buy like tutorials and everything uh for lots of different things like um i've seen things for music instruments which i've looked into a little bit um baking painting uh, other types of art as well so not just photography related excellent okay so tons of resources so really what that means is there's no excuse to just be sitting in your pajamas all day and do nothing. <laughs> there's there's a lot of stuff to go and check out and do and uh, and and things that can can help you. Like I love your analogy too, Brian, of this is a race and we're we're kind of in the warm-ups or you're in the training phase right now and that competition's going to be fierce as soon as uh, as we get back to the new normal and that race, uh, you know, the the starting gun fires. <laughs> we we got to be ready to go and if we wasted the time, then our competition probably did not. And, uh, and you're going to be behind that's going to be, going to be hard. Another thing we want you to do, we've been talking about this for a couple weeks. Now we have a couple weeks left. We have our photo contest. We have some prizes and Brian threw his hat into the ring too here with that, that, uh, we hadn't heard from him yet to confirm, but now he's, he said, yep, he's going to offer a 30 minute mentoring session to one random lucky entrant into the contest. We want everyone listening to enter at least one image into that contest. It doesn't have to be an award-winning image. It just needs to be something that you worked to create. And um, so we're gonna have five now different prizes of people that just entering it into the contest, as long as you follow the rules, which I'll get to in just a second, you are entered to win that one of these 30 minute mentoring sessions or with me, it's a, uh, an editing session. And, uh, and then we'll, you know, you'll be entered to, to get that. And I, I hope that you'd be excited about that. We, of course, we'll pick the top 10. We're going to have the whole group get together or at least virtually <laughs> figure out how we're going to vote on what the top 10 images are that come out of that. And we will pick a best of, and the person who wins the best of in a contest will have the chance to be able to come on the show with us if they want. They don't have to. They're too shy. They don't have to do it. But uh, we'd love to have them come on. And, and we'd just like to talk to them about creating the image. What did it, what went into creating it? How did they come up with the idea? Whatever it is that that uh, will be fun to, to go and talk about. So that's going to be great. So any of, uh, of the... If you enter into the photo, you, you are randomly entered to win one of those five mentoring sessions. And uh, we'd love to have you do that. Here's the rules of what you have to do. You have to have created the image between uh, March 19th and April 19th. So you've got a couple weeks left now as you're listening to this episode to be able to go and enter. You can only enter one image a day, and that's going to be happening over at the Flickr group. Um, and there's a link in the show notes to the Flickr group about how that's going to work. You also have to, and this is like critical... I would want to make sure that only listeners are eligible to win this. And the only way I, I could have made it that you couldn't join the group without approval, but that would be too much, <laughs> too much uh, administrative work. So I'm going, I, what we just did instead was you have to have creative juices as a tag on the image. Then I know that you listened to an episode or you're a listener of, of the show. 
So as long as that's there, then then and it is safe for work. I do. We do have to have the images be safe for work. We do all know what that means. So um, as long as that's there, it's safe for work, and you created the image, then you're entered into the photo contest to be able to do that to to win that. And uh, I'm I'm really excited about it. We've had a bunch of really fun images entered into the contest, and I, I'm super excited. So if you haven't made one yet. Go make an image. Go create an image and get it entered into the contest. It doesn't have to be a stellar, stunning, spectacular image. Just create something and go enter it into the contest. You, you might be able to be one of those five lucky random winners that will get a mentoring session with one of us. So I'm excited about that. It's really good. Okay. Now, a quick question. Can can I submit a photo? Because I would love to have an editing session with you <laughs> and learn how to do the composites that you do, because those are just awesome. Oh, we could probably arrange that without you having to win, Brian. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, I think all the hosts are uh, not eligible to win this photo contest. So okay. there you go. <laughs> I did share an image there, but it was an inspirational sort of thing, not, not something where it's an actual entry into the contest so <laughs> good to know <laughs> all right uh we offered tons of doodads so i don't you know tons of resources for everyone to check out so i think we'll just skip that section this time and let's go straight into kinds of the the reminders and closing up the show here masterphotographypodcast.com is the home for the show it's where you'll find the show notes and uh, you're going to want to hit those up. We have tons of links and show notes there that always help. If you're not checking that out, then you're missing out on a bunch of the, the uh, possibilities that come from each episode. Our Facebook group, Master Photography Podcast, there is a link in the show notes where you can search for it. But you do have to ask to join the group. We want it to be only a group of listeners and keep the bots and the spammers out of it. So you have to answer a question that names a host of the show and I'm still seeing about half of the people who uh, asked to join the group don't answer the question. So we don't let them in. And that could be either Brian or Jeff from this episode. So do one of those two, and then we'll let you in. The Instagram account for the show is at Master Photography Podcast. Love to have you tag us on Instagram on your images so we can see them. You can find my work over at jsharmanphotos.com or listen to my other podcast, phototacopodcast.com, and be able to uh, have me break down some of those geeky topics in ways that I hope mm. is easy to understand. And uh, so autofocus, micro-adjust, what we talked about a little bit earlier in the show, is one of the things you can go find over there. I'll have my Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram stuff in the show notes too. Brian, where can people find you? Uh, my Instagram is just in... Twitter is just at Brian McGuckin. Uh, that's M-C-G-U-C-K-I-N. Uh, my website's brianmcguckin.com. My Facebook is Brian McGuckin Photography. Excellent. Excellent. So we'll have all those links in the show notes too. Thanks everyone so much for listening. We sure appreciate all of you. We wish you the best during this pandemic time right now. Hopefully you uh, found the resources that can help you to get through it. And we, uh, we'll all be able to be stronger together when this is all over. We'll see you again in another seven days. 